Greetings, and welcome to episode 29 of the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me once again on this exploration of creativity. For this episode, I want to talk a little bit about our senses. You know, and it's one of the things that I think many people miss out on when it comes to art is the depth that artists will go to to create something worthwhile. In fact, I feel that sometimes artists miss this too. Art is more than just words on a page, lines and paint on canvas, or grooves on a platter of vinyl. It's also much more than just a plot and characters or a static image. To make it complete, to make it have greater meaning, we have to explore the senses. When I give feedback to other writers, I often find that they miss out on this aspect of their stories. While they may be well-written and have a solid plot, believable characters, realistic dialogue, they often forget about including sensory descriptions. This doesn't necessarily mean the story is bad or damaged in any way, but to me it's a missed opportunity to make a story so much better. Our senses play such an important, if sometimes, I don't know, unrecognized, I guess, part of our lives. Most of us probably don't pay that much attention to them. They work in the background like computer processes that keep things running. We aren't necessarily aware they're going on. Sure, you can catch a whiff of someone's perfume or cologne, or maybe their sweat at the gym. You can smell fresh-cut grass on a summer afternoon or dinner cooking in the evenings. But there's so many other smells that you don't pay attention to. For me, I mean, I'm sensitive to smells. I pick up on a lot of scents that my partner doesn't necessarily notice or doesn't notice until I point them out. For example, when we go out to eat and our meal arrives at the table, I always take a moment to look over the dish to, of course, admire the presentation. I know I'm weird like that. But I also like to smell it. I like to take in the aroma of whatever it is is on the plate. But I like to smell, you know, the herbs, the spices, the fragrance of the different vegetables, the meat, whatever. Most of the time, I can pick out individual scents like, you know, pepper, lemon, onion, garlic, of course. And probably because of this, I'm the one that does all the cooking at home. I like to try and disassemble the food that we order when we go out so I can try to recreate it myself. And scent is my go-to way of deconstructing recipes. But how much do we really pay attention to our senses, to all of our senses? In Sigmund Freud's interpretation of dreams, he argues that while our conscious mind picks up on obvious sensory input, like uh, the aforementioned uh, fresh-cut grass or perfume or whatever, our unconscious mind, well, it picks up on everything we encounter. Think about this. When you go about your day, how much attention do you pay to how, I don't know, your clothes feel against your skin? You know, you're moving, walking, sitting, standing, exercising, right? So that means your shirt or your blouse, your pants or skirt, your socks, shoes are all rubbing against your bare skin all day long. But do you really notice it? Probably not. However, your unconscious mind does pick up on it and it registers it and then it files it away in the mental archives for future reference. For fun, try and be more aware of how your clothes feel as you go about your day. Take a moment every now and then to pause and scan your body. It might help you to pick up on more subtle details with your other senses as well. And before you ask, the reason I bring this up is because, as artists, we need to be more aware of our senses, more aware than our audience is. Being more aware, more cognizant, 
gives us the opportunity to be more accurate with our descriptions and to even incorporate more interesting bits into our creative output. Here's an example. I was recently giving feedback to another writer on the first draft of their novel. In one chapter, his protagonist was walking through a suburban neighborhood. She walked along the sidewalk, noting that there were a lot of older houses and manicured lawns, which to me painted a somewhat, I, don't know, I guess, generic image in my head. I mean, it's not bad, but it was just sterile. So my suggestion was to add some other sensory details to the scene. Could the character smell fresh-cut grass from the manicured lawns? If it was early morning, could she smell coffee brewing through open kitchen windows? Could she smell the exhaust from cars passing on the street? What about the air? Was it cool enough to raise goosebumps on her arms? Was the breeze shifting her hair? While these little details don't necessarily add to the drama or the plot, they do add some resonance to the narrative. And in a way, it adds some depth to the character by showing that she's aware of her surroundings, much like any other person. But even then, some of these things are those off-the-radar sensations, like the cool air raising goosebumps on her skin. If you're walking along outside on a cool day, you may notice the temperature and maybe feel it on your exposed skin, but your mind is probably on other things. So you note these sensations, then dismiss them. In fiction, our characters should have the same experiences. Just like they should have the same faults and quirks and strange fixations and obsessions that real people have, they should also enact and react to their environments. When a character in a story walks into a room, they should notice if it I don't know, smells like fried onions or a wet dog, and that it feels humid if the air conditioner is broken, or that the color of the walls is the same shade of blue as their ex-lover's eyes. These are all little things that we notice in our everyday lives, things we notice and think about or notice and dismiss. You know, having your protagonist notice the wall color and comparing it to their ex's eyes is a subtle way of showing that they aren't quite over their breakup yet. They're still thinking about that other person, if only in passing, but it still, it means something. And it's not just sight and smell. We have to think about touch as well. I mentioned the feeling of our clothing materials to get us started, but in a piece of fiction, touch can still be pertinent and very telling. Probably the most used descriptions of touch are like uh, touching someone's hair, running their fingers through their partner's hair, uh, their lips, their soft, supple, full lips. But there's so much more to touch than just these basic areas. Like when a character goes to open a door, do they wrap their fingers around the cold brass? When they pull a chair from under the table to sit down, do they feel the weathered wood under the chair back? When their lover touches their face, do they feel the soft skin of their fingers? It doesn't have to be line after line of description, just a mention, an aside. It can make a story more real for your readers and provide a little more insight into their characters. And of course, let's not forget sound. Sound is just as important as the other senses. Of course, characters are going to have conversations. They may hear gunshots, blood-curdling screams, uh, door slamming. But what about the more subtle sounds, the background noises of our lives? Right now, as I record this, you may or may not hear it, but I can barely hear traffic on the street outside my house. It's not something I focus on, but it's there just the same. I mean, I really only notice when it's a car with a modified muffler, the driver's blasting some music. But are your characters any different? 
Did they hear the neighbor's dog barking? Does a horn honking at a nearby intersection and shake them out of their daydream? When they're walking down the sidewalk, does the street noise make it hard for them to concentrate or to have a conversation with another character so that it forces them to go inside a cafe? And I guess I should correct myself a bit here. Earlier I said that these other senses don't necessarily impact the plot or narrative of a story, but in fact, they can. I mean, using the example from a moment ago, you might have two characters that are walking down the street together trying to have a conversation, but the traffic is so loud they can't quite hear one another. Maybe when that bus hits its brakes, the noise causes one character to misunderstand what the other one's saying, and that creates a domino effect that pushes the narrative forward. I mean, I know I've been focusing on fiction writing, which is hard not to do since that's what I do, but I think that exploring the senses can be applied to all art in some way, although it probably can't be quite as spot on as it is in writing. But still, even though you may not be able to convey smell or sensations at touch in a painting or a sculpture, simply being aware of these sensations while creating can improve your work. Something I mentioned previously is that artists have to be honest when they're creating. They have to be passionate about what they're doing. And if they are, well, that's going to come through in the final product. I think the same applies to the senses. For example, if you're painting an abstract picture, you're probably conveying emotion and feeling, right? To me, those are strong points in painting, all painting. But if you're also thinking about the other senses, smell, touch, sound then I think it will help you to create a more robust painting. I mean, it's not necessarily going to be visible on the, the page or the canvas, but the audience is going to pick up on it with their unconscious minds. And the same with music. Expressing other senses in song lyrics can make them more meaningful. Photos can convey texture and sound and smell in unusual and creative ways. If you're an artist in another medium, think about this. Explore it. Experiment. You may be surprised at what you find. And on that note, we transition to the show closeout. This time around, I'm not going to challenge you to create something. Although, once we're finished, you may be inspired to do so. Since I've been talking about the senses and sensations, why don't we explore that a bit more? One of the things I like to do on a regular basis is meditate. Now, meditation is a great way not only to unwind and de-stress but also allows you to be more cognizant of the body. Now, I'm not going to ask you to meditate, but we're going to do something similar. What I want you to do is find yourself a quiet environment. I know that not everyone can immerse themselves in complete silence, but that's okay. Now, sit down comfortably. You don't have to sit cross-legged or in the lotus position or anything. It can be on a sofa, chair, cushion on the floor. Just make sure that you're comfortable so you don't find yourself fidgeting. Okay, now once you're settled, close your eyes and take a few slow, deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. This is like prepping for meditation, but we're going to take a slightly different path. Take a few of these breaths, and while you do so, close your eyes and focus on the breath going in and going out. You'll feel yourself start to relax, and the world should slip away just a little bit. Now keep your eyes closed. Breathe normally and consider your senses. What do you hear? The hum of some electronics? A car passing outside? Your cat purring? What do you smell? Do you smell your own perfume or cologne? That detergent that you use to wash your clothes? 
remnants from last night's dinner still lingering in the air? And what do you feel? Can you notice the feeling of your clothes against your skin? The floor or the cushions underneath you? Can you feel the air moving against your exposed skin? Just sit and explore. Think about how you're noticing and paying attention to these little things right now. And consider the fact that you're exposed to these sensations all the time, but you don't really notice them. After you sat like this for a while, either now or maybe in a few minutes, slowly open your eyes and let your vision drift around the space around you. Notice the contrasting colors on the furnishings, the way the light and shadows contour the room. Do you notice things you hadn't really paid attention to before? You can do this for as long as you like. But try and sit and contemplate your surroundings with your senses for, I don't know, at least 10 minutes or so. Once you've finished, you can also explore taste using this method. You can go grab a little something to eat, but instead of just taking a bite, chewing and swallowing, take a bite and just hold it in your mouth for a moment. Let it sit on your tongue. Consider the texture, the sweet, the savory, the spiciness. Then chew slow. And notice how it breaks apart and disintegrates in your mouth, how the textures change, the flavors mingle differently. In fact, the next time you do this exercise, have a plate of something nearby, so you can incorporate taste while you're exploring these other senses. If you do this, you'll see what I mean about all the little things that we ignore and miss out on during our everyday lives. And if you do this semi-regularly, I think that it'll make a difference in your creativity. It'll make you more sensitive to the little details and, in turn, make your art more robust, meaningful. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if so, please tell your friends and leave a review or a comment on whatever platform you listen to this on. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me through the contact form on my website, richardbiss.com, or catch me on social media. Until next time, be grateful, be kind, and do something creative. Cheers.